0: Fifth line, Mike Todd here in arena, host for your Columbus Blue Jackets, and you're listening to the Subjectively Speaking Podcast. And now,
1: here's Jeremy Paul and Laura Norman.
0: What is up, everyone, and welcome into this edition of Subjectively Speaking on the Hockey Podcast. Now, presented by DraftKings. My name is Jeremy. And I'm Laura. And we are so glad that you still want to listen to a podcast about the Columbus Blue Jackets. (laughs) Because we would get it if you didn't. We would totally understand. Um, We wouldn't take it personally, although we'd miss you. Um, But we're just glad you're here. And we've got our Morning Sexy on. We're recording in the morning on Saturday, which is like never. This is probably the first Saturday morning we've ever recorded. With the exception of our Yarmo interview, like, I don't think we've ever even recorded on Saturday, period. Except for, oh, I bet when we were doing our, like, recaps after every game, we recorded on Saturdays.
1: Yeah, I think, though, that we've recorded on a Saturday before. Not...
0: How unwell you would be if we were doing recaps after every game this season?
1: So unwell.
0: Like, holy shit. Like,
1: like I think I'd probably need to be in a mental institution
0: come on therapy
1: if i had to like immediately give my reactions after every game especially because like you know the other night i was mad i was
0: scared of you like i normally and you all probably have picked up on this at times is that normally if there's anybody who's talking the other off the ledge in this friendship it's not laura it's not – I'm not talking Laura off the ledge. It's, like, never that. And uh, I was very much doing that with her after the, the Thursday game against Carolina. Uh, it's not – maybe for fun I'll read some of the texts. Maybe maybe <laughs> I'll think about it. And if you hate any of them enough, I'll edit them out. But maybe, maybe we'll do that.
1: Yeah, I was in rare form on Thursday night, mainly because I will – I was mad, but I was also tired, so I was mad that they made me stay up and they were that bad. But
0: that's how I feel most nights right now. I'm so tired. I'm actually fighting off a yawn as we were just
1: <laughs> just talking. Um, well, before we get into those clowns, um, oh, how, yeah, I, how was your week? plenty of time to talk about head other head thing.
0: things I, I will talk about whatever else you want other than the blue jackets for as long as you want so let's keep it going um my week was okay i so for those of you're new to the show this is your first episode by chance i work in higher education so and, and laura does too and laura is lucky in that her students don't come back until tuesday right did your students go back this week
1: no tuesday, no. tuesday. back
0: mine came back this week. And so I had been facilitating for a fraternity back in Ohio until Sunday of last week. And then Monday is when our semester started. So it was like rapid fire. Like, here we go. And everybody like at the start of a new year, doesn't really know what's going on. Not their fault, but it means I have to answer a lot of questions. And so I'm tired. I'm exhausted, <laughs> but uh, it was good. And also um went and saw my new therapist we love therapy we're very pro therapy on this podcast and so went and saw her she's great she told me a, a hockey story actually that i will not tell um and yeah it was it was lovely it was a really good time very much like every stereotypical therapy office that you've ever seen in your entire life, that was her energy. Like that not her energy, but that was like the, the her office's energy. It was, you know, like the the tripod lamp and the velvet green couch and the did she have a co- fountain? She did not have a fountain, but she had an electronic fireplace.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Did yeah, she have a, a Zen garden, like a one that you could rake?
0: Not that I saw. Um I will say I did not bring in – this was really welcoming. I have – so this is the first time I've ever done in-person therapy. Like, I've done virtual therapy before. But I was not sure – I had gone and gotten a coffee before. And I was not sure if I was allowed to bring that in. Like, as stupid as that sounds. I was like, am I allowed? Like, is this okay? And then when I was in there, there was a coaster on the table in front of me. So I was like, noted for next time. This is an acceptable practice. And maybe even encouraged via the the placement of the coaster. So that felt good, but that was fun. And then event after event this week, in the first week of the semester, and we had our like big old involvement fair last night, which like I didn't get home until 1130, hence why we're recording at 1030 on a Saturday morning. And so things are finally coming together and I've got a fun little road trip that I think I'm going to talk about a little bit at some point today. So uh, So yeah, it's going to be a good time. I'm excited to recover with this long weekend because I am dad how about you
1: it was good it was my second week of work fully um and it's going great we my new boss is he's actually becoming a dad today his wife was being induced this morning so new boss
0: big blue jackets fan
1: yes we did find out new boss big blue jackets fan so that's a really good sign for me um and so we were kind of like doing a bunch of things because he's going to be out for three weeks on um paternity leave and then like working half time for like several weeks after that but um so we had a baby shower for him which was super exciting and I <laughs> I was really excited because I won one of the games at the baby shower. And everyone was like, wow, you have, like, a lot of baby knowledge. And they were like, do you have kids? And I was like, absolutely not. Not right now. (laughs) And I was like, I lived with my sister when she had her first baby. And I was the most responsible at the time. So I read the baby books (laughs) and have, like, all of this bizarre baby knowledge so yeah you know, I, have, I have none i'll ask you a fun question oh god um do you know what state in the us has the highest birth rate oh annually
0: is this like one of the questions that you got right mm-hmm. who's out here fucking um oh man i'm terrible because my first thought goes to like down south um, is my geography right on that?
1: Kind of, yeah.
0: Kind of. Is it West Virginia? No. Um, I guess it's not really south. Huh? It's gonna be like fucking like Maine. It's gonna be like no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> um, when I
1: tell you what it is, if you don't guess it, you'll understand immediately why it is that one.
0: Well, it's probably because there's nothing else to do. Is it, like, birth rate per, like, 100,000? Is it, like, per capita? Or is it, like, just, like, who ha- who has the most babies born?
1: Yeah, it's that annually. Like, has the most children born in...
0: Uh, like, then maybe, like, New York? No. California? No. Okay, who? Texas? Utah! Utah! south it's not the south i was thinking of but like it's south uh it's the mormons Yeah, it's the mormons come on latter-day saint <laughs> work literally you're working you're doing a lot of work in the bedroom talk about a missionary am i right <laughs> oh man we're gonna get canceled oh um, man, the book of Mormon. <laughs>
1: Mormon. Now we're going to get sued for copyright, so infringement. for oh, fuck.
0: <laughs> no, we won't. I, um, I didn't think I in the right key and or saying the right notes.
1: But yeah, so we had a baby shower for him and then I just did a lot of... The worst part about starting a new job, well, at least in higher education, because I don't know how many things, other d- types of employment you do, but like you just have a million like trainings to do like through HR and like I have a certain set of trainings I have to get done before I can get access to this one system which I will have more trainings to do as soon as they give me access so okay it's been a time
0: potential potential like not good thing Mm -hmm. um I am thinking really critically about my first week's At Grand Valley. Mm
1: -hmm. And I don't
0: I don't know if I went to an HR training.
1: Oh, I'm not going anywhere. These are all on the No, but even that, like even Zoom. No, not even that. It's like modules and stuff. Like oh god. I don't think I
0: did. I think I had one mod like
1: Grand Valley. You haven't done anything for
0: DEI or like our office does DEI stuff like specifically so it's not like Grand Valley related but it was like our office maybe they just require the offices to facilitate that at Grand Valley which is possible
1: you didn't do anything for like (laughs) like sexual harassment or anything like that
0: not that I remember in the same way that I did at Ohio like, at Ohio, I had to, like, do, because remember, I was at your house, actually, when I was doing my onboarding for Ohio, because I was doing this, like, very specifically, it was about, like, folks who are under 18. It was, like, and, and yeah, I remember doing that at your house. No, that was for Otterine That wasn't even for Ohio.
1: I'm now concerned about the policies and procedures of your current institution.
0: Anchor up, baby. Anyway, <laughs> I'm sure I did it. I just don't remember it. Like,
1: you didn't fill your time when you had covid doing this stuff maybe i maybe
0: that's it maybe i did it when i had COVID. it was just such a fever dream of like a period of time that like i just forget it they did have this like really cool onboarding software though that like would like send you reminders of like things that you had to like read i had to read a lot of stuff like they were like read this but there wasn't yeah a you
1: read a lot of stuff and then you take like, but a there quiz. Wasn't like a
0: module afterward like it was just like a read this
1: Oh, they really either trust you or don't care that you (laughs) completely.
0: I'm going to go with, hopefully it's the former, but who knows at this point, all I know is that we're both gainfully employed and I hope I didn't say anything that just now is going to change that for me.
1: But yeah, so great second week. And then yesterday before my boss left, he uh, wrote me a very lovely email that made me cry. So in a good way. Um,
0: I like how you're clarifying because I think anybody who listens to our show knows that there's probably some amount of trauma associated with your former employments.
1: Yeah. I also work with, I also work with my, one of my former bosses,
0: but we stay on him.
1: Oh yeah. He's great.
0: Yeah. We love him. Um, But yeah, so, so much fun happening here in the first weeks of January for Laura and I, I am ready for it to be February like 20th. Personally, like not trying to wish away time personally excited for that i texted laura yesterday and i said i just did the math and i have four days off between now which now is january 14th um and and today is one of them i have four days off between now and january or february 10th
1: and, and I, this today is of and monday are two of, those two of the four.
0: yeah two of the four are today and monday and so I'm gonna be every time you guys hear us talk, it's it's gonna be like we're gonna start episodes, it's gonna be like, what's up, everyone, and welcome in, and then like by like mid-February, it's gonna be like, what's up, everyone, and welcome into subjectively speaking. My name is Jeremy. <laughs> so if I pass on before February 10th, y'all know why. Make sure Laura gets a good co-host.
1: Well, I'm they're they're gonna have to be able to recreate everything because I don't have access to you'll do great i'll leave i'll leave you
0: my laptop in the will
1: okay that's for me to delete certain things though that's why you're leaving it to me
0: i we just had this conversation (laughs) off air i don't know what laura thinks i have on my phone i I don't know (laughs) what images of myself laura thinks are on my phone i don't know what text messages she thinks are on my phone i listen very pure laptop content you will not find anything on my laptop that you should not see he says promise. <laughs> Swear to you.
1: I just want to be sure cuz I'm going to have to have well hopefully this never happens but should it some uncomfortable conversations with your father so enjoy. <laughs> uh, let it
0: all out. I'm gonna, I'm dead at that point. I don't fuck. <laughs> let it all out. I don't care. Like what? <laughs> like shit. If you find things that you think will make money, start an OnlyFans for me. Honestly, <laughs> donate half of the proceeds to the Blue Jackets Foundation. Keep the rest. Sound good?
1: I think that's such a weird <laughs> situation for you to for you to think just that I
0: do. Yeah, it's not normal. <laughs> I didn't just present that thinking that it was the most stable idea I've ever had. Oh, man. Welcome to our
1: friendship, everyone. Yeah, we
0: really don't want to talk about hockey. We really clearly don't want to talk about hockey on this episode. <laughs> We're talking about you starting an OnlyFans for your dead best friend.
1: Can we also talk about how sad I am that my dad didn't secretly invite me to go with him to take my niece to Disney on Ice today?
0: <laughs> yeah, Disney on Ice is start your vibe. Disney on Ice specifically with Hallie is your vibe. Yes. Sorry, I can block out her government if you want me to.
1: Oh, I've said it before on here. here.
0: I just couldn't remember.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm, it was my idea for him to take her.
0: <laughs> you're a good gift giver. Like, you are really good at telling people what they should get other people. Um, you're really bad at receiving gifts, but you are a good that gift giver. Like, gift, gift receiving is like your five in your love languages, right?
1: Yeah, makes. I I mean, I really appreciate it when people think to give me gifts, especially if they're, like, really, like, unexpected, but it does make me uncomfortable. But then I, like, appreciate it. I really appreciate, like, gifts that have a lot of thought into them. Mm
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I love everyone in my life, but sometimes I don't so I think my personality makes it easy for people to not sometimes try super hard in the things that they like give me.
0: Yeah, that's fair. I mean you are very public about the things that you surface level like. So I feel like people just like kind of use that. Whether that's like baking, hockey, that kind of deal. So and, hey, sometimes when people have thoughtful gifts, sometimes sometimes you don't redeem them for a year.
1: <laughs> the point is I did redeem it eventually. And it
0: also wasn't the world's most thoughtful, like, endearing, cute gift. Like, it was thoughtful in the sense that, like, you would like it. But, like, it wasn't, like, over-the-top, like, emotionally thoughtful. So I'm not offended.
1: Did it? No. Wait. No, Did kidding. it come with the best gift you've ever given me? Or was this as different?
0: Oh, that was that was a good gift. You're really right. Because you're talking about the cameo, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I don't think so. Maybe. I don't know. Anyway. I can't remember. <laughs> Maybe. Um, it is. But... but it
1: is like, the, I think it just came up. Yeah, it was earlier this week the second anniversary of the best gift that you've ever given me.
0: That is true. I will say the thing about that that's funny is that like I had it for weeks. You did. Yeah, I had it for weeks. And I was just like, um, when should I give it to you? I'm really bad at giving gifts, everybody. Like I love giving gifts to people. My ADHD sometimes makes me forget their gifts, like in places which is really inconvenient now in the season of life where I live five hours away from people. But what I will say is that I am a really bad like secret keeper and not like actual secrets like if you like need me to hold something to my chest like I will, but as far as like if I get you a gift I want you to know about it pretty quick.
1: And you really kept that one close yeah, to the vest. hard.
0: there are a couple of times where I almost broke but like I think like Poshi threatened my life so.
1: Yes, because this was a group gift from yeah, well, you and Pasha and Corinne. It was. So And if anyone's curious, it's the cameo from Cam Atkinson. So
0: do we hear did anybody just hear my neighbors fall and die upstairs, or is that, was that I just... did
1: somewhat hear though. Okay, it goes along with the noise coming from my neighbor's apartment.
0: It's the quirks of recording on a Saturday, but all right. We've been going on for like twenty minutes without talking about this goddamn hockey team. So we probably at some point should start talking about it. Laura <laughs>
1: 12 to five. Oh, you mean the combined? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, five. we did not lose a game 12 to 5. Also, we have not scored five goals in a game. <laughs> that and... was
0: the unbelievable part to you. Like that was the part where you're like, no.
1: <laughs> you're really wrong, not. Jeremy. Um, yeah, no, we had two uh since the last time we recorded, we had two uh pretty, pretty terrible games. Um, so, those are fun. We played the Tampa Bay Lightning on Tuesday of last week, or this week, I guess, um, and lost to them a solid three to six, and that one could simply be summed up with the fact that you don't let Tampa Bay have that many goddamn power plays, um, because they will take advantage of them.
0: Well, and I think the thing that like was concerning to some extent is like this power play, or excuse me, this penalty kill has never been like t- like great. Like it's never been like bad though. And I mean, you I think wa-
1: they're like thirteenth or something in the pe- yeah, penalty so, like, kill.
0: You super don't want to be giving up three goals on four opportunities. I know Tampa's good, but that's just. That is – you lose ho- – like, you don't win hockey games where like, you give up three power play goals. Like, that's just, like, not going to happen. And especially when your top offensive production is coming from players like Gavin Bayruther and Tim Burney. Like
1: – Congratulations, Tim Bernie, on your yes. first NHL yeah. goal. Let me not be a
0: dick. <laughs> that was wrong. I Yes, congrats to Tim Bernie on that. But, yeah, I mean, it's just, like, you're not going to win those hockey games. And, and to your point, it's just, like, you – have to keep disciplined against a team like tampa and this team it feels like has been so undisciplined as of late and i think it's because you've got so many young guys you've got just all the things right i mean like when you're not as into it obviously you're sloppier you're gonna commit more penalties but yeah it just was not great
1: no and like i was uh, texting with a, f- a friend of mine who is a tampa season ticket holder Um, and they were at the game, and I was just like, She texted me to be like, Oh, you know, your guys look great on the ice. I was like, Yeah, they look good, but they won't play well. And like (laughs) when all was said and done, I was like, Congrats on the win. And she was trying very hard to be like, No, they had like some looks, so they're gonna still have a young team and like all this sort of stuff. I'm like, You're not wrong. It's just like the point of it is like you i've been living in the reality of like experiencing every single one of these losses so like sometimes it's a little bit harder to like understand the reasoning why um and i think we'll see more about that when we, when we talk about the carolina game and jeremy potentially read some of my unhinged texts to him
0: i need to go back and read them to make sure that they're podcast worthy but or not <laughs> podcast worthy but podcast like safe
1: appropriate yeah.
0: yeah but yeah I um, to- oh go ahead sorry
1: oh no i was just gonna continue the conversation like continue us talking about tampa but um i was gonna say they had players returning to the lineup but that was the capitals um i think tampa was really disappointing because we had come off of like a win and then like a good game but still a loss and then it just all went out the window the second they went to Tampa like I really like I understand that they need rest in certain situations but to not practice on Monday like when they were in Tampa like I get it you want to give them some time off to enjoy the warm weather and all that sort of stuff but like To not have a full practice before you play Tampa just seems stupid. Well, I think
0: part of the issue here, and this is like going to be a continued issue, is and I don't I don't have it pulled up, I don't know the exact like language, but there are a certain number of days off that players per the CBA have to have. Right. About January (laughs) is that they're playing games, so like right now, right? Like so, you're getting ready to go into a stretch over the course of the next week. With starting with Detroit tonight, you've got five games in eight days.
1: Yeah, well, holy no. shit!
0: Like you know, what I mean, like so, I think that some of it all is also that I agree with you. Like I would like to see them, you know, fight, especially after you know this whole idea that the practice is the reason that we're starting to like you know intense practices. You, if you haven't heard it from last week, my thoughts you can go listen to them from last week, but or earlier this week. But no, to your point, I mean, I think like that that makes it even more disappointing. Like the fact that you're coming off of two games that you felt like you played pretty well in and you're just shitting the bed, like right? Like, I mean, like you're just simply not – and again, it's like you need the guys who are supposed to be your top guys, your top scorers to be those guys for you, and they just didn't show up against Tampa and they really didn't show up against Carolina either. And so – it's getting tough to like the silver linings of the of the games from the past of like when you said like you like like you mentioned us scoring five goals never could we ever like there were periods of time where the Jackets were losing games that they were scoring quite a bit and like you saw glimpses mm-hmm. of things that get you excited and keep you like you know engaged and, and the fun part of hockey is was showing but that's not really happening with this Blue Jackets team right now and, and the last time they scored five goals to your, to your joking point, Laura was against the LA Kings in December. And so it's been a rough stretch for this team offensively. And they continued that against Tampa. I mean, there is a moment, I mean, after Gavin Bayley, goal, I think that was what made it two to one. And so like, there was like this like small glimmer of hope that like maybe they were going to find a way to pull it out. And obviously like that just doesn't happen.
1: Yeah. And I mean, even when Tim Bernie got his goal in the beginning of the third, it was still three to two. Like there was still some, some hope in there. And then the lightning just got three goals unanswered in the third period, you know, which is terrible in and of itself. And then sort of the like sad depressingness of like Kirill Marchenko getting his ninth goal of the season towards the end of the third period. Cause like, it doesn't, really mean as much like it like it means good things for him because obviously he's when he's allowed to play he's you know skyrocketing in, in those circumstances but it just was still like a bummer and you know this week we see in both of these games after incredibly outshooting the capitals to then have the reverse and multiplied in both the Tampa game and the Canes game of just being outshot wildly. Like, like not only can you not expect to win games when you're like low scoring, you can't expect to win games when you're getting half to a third of the number of shots on goal that the other team is getting.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you look at the, I mean, but even to that point, like, the Blue Jackets' last win, right? You've got 42 shots on goal by the Hurricanes, and they still find a way to win that game. But a game that we all talked about being successful and being good was was that of the the game against the Capitals, right? Like, I mean, like, that was a game that everybody felt like was maybe one of the Blue Jackets' best performances in a loss this season. And they flipped the script. It was... 38 shots by the blue jackets 19 by the capitals and that's exactly like especially in a situation where and and this is like not even to get into talking about his play or whatever but like when you've got goaltenders that have shown you like some glimpses of like good and bad this season and that's like really trivializing it putting it lightly you want to minimize the number of opportunities that your opposing team has on your potentially like confidence shaken goaltender right and so that's the piece of this it's like if you're like if you're not putting yourself in front of in front of pucks if you're not you know keeping things to the outside not letting these high danger chances get into the slot like that's the stuff you have to do to make sure that your goaltenders can be successful and they're just not doing that and and like when it breaks down it breaks down fast it's it's almost like you know they're able to you know push on fight on for a period or two. And then all of a sudden, like the war of attrition, like you can see who wins. It's not normally the blue jackets in a situation like this. And so yes, to your point, the lightning outshot the jackets 46 to 24, which is just like insane. And it was more of the same against the hurricanes. They're outshot 41 to 23. And we'll start talking about the hurricanes here in just a second, Laura, if that's cool with you. But the one thing just looking, um, come on over to Jeremy's analytic corner. Do you know which line? And they only played together for... Th- so this was not like... This line did not start together, I don't believe, against the Lightning. But do you know which line had the best, like, share of expected goals?
1: Um. But this isn't the line that had the most playing time, right? No, God, no. Um, I'm going to go Corrali... Olivier and Marchenko?
0: Um, so, Foodie Corrali, and Olivier did have the most ice time in that game. And their expected goals were 0.557, and expected goals against were 0.974. So, not, not that not great. Really. <laughs> uh, uh, analytically, the best line for the Blue Jackets against the Lightning 5-on-5 was Emil Bemstrom, Cole Cylinder, and Karel Marchenko.
1: I forgot that we, that Foodie swapped around.
0: Yeah. So those three, well, so I think, so that was not the original line that Marchenko was on. Originally, Carson Meyer was on that line, but once Carson Meyer got hurt, Emil Bemstrom filled into that spot and it worked. Like, clearly it worked. You had um, .5 goals for 0.009 and 0.009 goals against so i mean i would be interested to see that more i mean i yeah. doubt it'll happen but i would be interested to see that more because they played well against the lightning i'm gonna go look at the stats they probably played together against the hurricanes they probably fucking sucked that was my bad let me let me just double check <laughs> that but laura well, you and were- i mean
1: I'm saying that too like Anything that we ever put out into the ether that we want to see doesn't happen. So it's a very fair point.
0: All right. Before I make an ask myself,
1: but and also to like speak back to the goaltending situation. I mean, we talked about, you know, kind of the little bit of a confidence boost that it would be to Elvis in that Capitals game where like, yeah, we didn't win, but like, He seemed confident. He seemed ready and good. And then we come to Tuesday against the lightning and it's just a shit show. And like, it definitely can't all be. And I'm like, I understand the casual hockey fans that want to be like, it's all the goaltender's fault, but like it, yes, he's struggling, but that was not all his fault. Like it was a clear and present, like, things are just falling apart. Like the second we start to go down, they just fall apart and that's not helping like the situation with Elvis and honestly with Corpy because the same thing happened with Corpy on Thursday. Yeah,
0: sure did, sure did. And uh, that's um, what a welcome back gift.
1: Yes, because there is a little bit of a beautiful silver lining and happy moment in Blue Jackets land this week as our beloved Jonas Corposalo and his wife, which we can talk about the fact that I had absolutely no idea that he got married. Um, <laughs> his wife, Anna, welcomed their first baby.
0: They sure did.
1: So we all sort of found out on Tuesday morning um that corpy had flown back to columbus and um yeah they welcomed a little boy i don't believe that anyone knows what the baby's name is but because corpy is very private hence like most people not knowing that he had a wife um or that she was pregnant so (laughs) until like right when things happen but yes corpy is a dad and it's very exciting but also made certain things that happened on Thursday when he came back into the net um really shitty so
0: for sure for sure and Laura well all of that might be shitty do you know it's not shitty
1: winning money blah, 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 blah. <laughs> winning money on <laughs> draft picks? you don't have to <laughs> that you can leave it. <laughs>
0: Oh, my gosh. Well, yeah, Laura, you're absolutely right. The NFL playoff picture is locked in, and my go-to place for wildcard action is DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off the road to Super Bowl 57, new customers come at just $5 to get 200 in free bets instantly, plus all new and existing. So you heard me right. If you already have a DraftKings account, this applies to you as well. You're going to get a no sweat bet each day of the wildcard round this week. Just place an NFL bet of your choice, and if it loses, you'll get a free bet back up to $10. Action so good. Why bet NFL playoffs anywhere else? Folks, if you're not taking – the Bengals wherever you can. If you're not betting on player props related to the Bengals, talking about Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow, Joe Nixon, you better go check it out because it's going to be a good time in Cincinnati in the jungle this weekend. So you're going to want to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. New customers can bet $5 on NFL and get 200 in free bets instantly. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. God, I'm so excited for the Bengals. But... <laughs> Let's let's shift our focus to something that makes us sad, and that is just the absolute slaughtering of the Columbus Blue Jackets against the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. Which the Hurricanes had lost four in a row coming into this game. Like the Hurricanes were definitely a little bit shaky, and it did not show.
1: No, and they were. Uh- bound and determined that they were going to make us regret finding a way to beat them um, a few days before that. So, yeah, it was a pretty terrible 6-2 to loss against the Carolina Hurricanes. And it was almost to the point, and I'm sure he's looking at the text messages right now to verify, but I believe at one point I said that after the Hurricanes, every time the Hurricanes scored, it felt like they were standing over us and laughing. Like, it just was absolute insanity. Like, not only were we we not playing well, but again, we were outshot. The, and I know that you didn't have an opportunity to watch that game, so, but like, at least twice, the referees fucked up the, like, puck drop for a face-off and continued with play. Like, two times Sean Corrales, like, they did not make him aware that they were dropping the puck and they just continued with play. And, like, Jody and Jeff both said that. Like, those were bad drops and one of which resulted in one of the Hurricanes' goals. And that was also because Corpy thought that they weren't going to continue with play either. And so wasn't set. And it was just ridiculous. But then, and I don't want to hear any of these mansplainers out there because yes, it's a rule, but it's a stupid rule because had this gone even slightly differently, Corpy could have been, I don't know, killed or seriously injured. But Corpy's mask came entirely off during a play and the Hurricanes shot the puck at him and it scored a goal and the refs allowed it to, keep, to stay. Like, mask fully off, him fully aware and everyone else fully aware that he didn't have a mask on and they continued with play. And yes, technically the rule is that if your goalie's mask comes off and that team has possession of the puck, then play immediately stops. But if the opposing team has possession of the puck, they won't stop play unless there is a clear and present evidence that a goal could be scored, which I think is stupid because when a goal can be scored, you are shooting um, you are shooting the puck towards the goaltender. So why would you want to give the team more ability to hit the goaltender in the face with a puck when they don't have their mask on? Um, So, yeah, it was a whole bunch of, like, BS during this entire game and then on top of the fact that we just didn't play well.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's the part, right? Like, I mean, I... I agree from the safety perspective. Like that's the kind of thing, right. That like, obviously you want to minimize is like anybody having the opportunity to get like hurt in a game. I mean, it's, it's a unique situation. I mean, like looking at the goal, right. Like it's thankfully, like we're not talking about a shot that came from like the blue line. Like that could have like, like, you know what I mean? But like, still that's always a possibility if you're subjecting yourself to that rule as written. And, and I mean, it's one of those things where it's not just, it's not just that it's a couple of other things right in the NHL rule book that like probably need to be thought of when we're thinking about like ways to address player safety. And I, as I totally agree with you, like in the sense of like the officiating, like from everything that I've read and seen and watched from that game being, being a little bit shoddy, but the reality is right. Like you just talked about two instances about a goal being scored by poor officiating. The blue Jacks lost this game by four. And so ultimately, like, I don't think the officials had anything to do with that game being a loss for the Blue Jackets. The Blue Jackets had everything to do with that being a loss for the Blue Jackets. And and that's the piece of it that's, like, frustrating. Is like, and that's the piece where it's like, when I see people making these takes that, like, the officials cost us that game. I'm like, well, <laughs> it was, like, 3-2. to two. Cool. Right. 6-2. And, oh,
1: and I'm not saying that either. Like, I'm not saying not. that it's entirely on the Blue Jackets. I'm just saying, in the scheme of things, like... Playing bad and then having these other things happen just make playing bad feel even worse.
0: Agreed. That I'll agree with. Uh, That was definitely, uh, my comment was definitely a shout out to the folks on Twitter that I saw being very much (laughs) a cesspool of of interesting thoughts. But the other thing about this game that's just fascinating to me, Laura, how many goals did the Hurricane score? Six. Mm Mm-hmm. Five of their six goals scored by defensemen.
1: It's actually, I think it was like a record for the team, actually. Um, It's like the first or second time that they've had, that they've had more defensemen than forwards score. I don't know what the record was for them, but I, I definitely remember them saying it's like a record for the Hurricanes was having that many defensemen score that percentage of their goals in a win.
0: Yeah. And I, I think what I want, I just, what I want from the Blue Jackets more than anything, right. It's for them to sustain play and that's just not happening. Right. Like I think that you look at this game, you see, okay, it's two to one going into the second period. Sean Corrale ties it up and you're feeling like you could potentially start climbing back and making a dent you're tied in shots after the first period, but then you're outshot 12 to five in the second period. You allow a shorthanded goal on one of your three. I think it was power play
1: opportunities. Mm -hmm. I think it was three.
0: Yeah. Three the, the hurricanes had four. And so like, That's the piece of this where it's like, man, like those are the moments that you have to capitalize on. If you're going to be a competitive hockey team and make it look like you have business being on the ice, you have to capitalize on the opportunities like that that give you a chance to start tipping away at momentum. And even if you don't score a goal, you can't give up a shorthanded goal in a situation like that. Like, you can't push the lead to two goals for the Hurricanes when you're the one on the man advantage. And it seems like more often than not, that's what happens to the jackets is like, they're, they're in a place to bottle up some momentum and keep it going through the rest of the game. And then something happens, whether that be you know, a deflating shorthanded goal or anything else. And it's just like, immediately air is deflated out of the tires. The jackets then would give up. I mean, the hurricane scored an unanswered three goals. And then of course, The Jackets find a way to make it 6-2. Or 5-2, excuse me. But then, of course, final score of
1: 6-2. Yeah. Uh, It was just, I mean, it was just overall bad. And, like, again... to
0: 6 in the third period, outshot. 17-6. to
1: Yeah. And it it just was overall bad. And to have it be that bad at home, I mean, literally, I think it was... It might have been when the canes scored the fifth goal that literally you just saw this mass exodus out of Nationwide Arena. Like, there was a pretty decent crowd to start that game on a Thursday. And then the Canes scored that fifth goal and just, like, you're just, your eyes are being drawn away from the ice because you're just watching all of these people get up and leave the arena and that's such a bummer um but then also of course at the end of the game you get even though fans were like upset with the officials you still get the booing of the team and like that's really you know that's always really the big heartbreaker for me and in two games this this week both of our goaltenders have stormed off the ice, like, both Elvis and Corpy have, like, basically pushed everyone out of the way to be first down the tunnel, like, and that's not normally what happens with goaltenders, they're usually the last ones off, well, the second to last with the captain or whomever, but, like, Yeah, they just... And I don't blame them. Like, I don't blame them for feeling that way. I don't blame them. I mean, everyone makes a big deal about how Elvis was, like, gonna slam his stick. Corpy did the same exact thing, y'all. This is what I'm talking about. Like, it's... People want to put so much blame on either of them. It's not just them. This whole team is not doing well, including the people who should be the high-performing players. Like, yes, Johnny is, like, staying relatively in his, like, normal stats because he does get quite a few assists and all that sort of stuff. But he's not scoring as frequently as one would assume Johnny Gaudreau would score. And Patrick Line as well. Like,
0: it's been rough for him.
1: So, like literally everyone yeah is having a shit time and then we get this small glimmer of hope on thursday because fan beloved fan favorite nick blankenberg returns to the lineup after what seems like an eternity Mm -hmm. because he got hurt right before they went to finland right because he didn't play in finland he went to finland but he didn't play in finland
0: I think that's true.
1: So, like, a while. Um, Comes back and is doing Nick Blankenberg things. Like, he took, he bodied two really huge shots in this game that, like, definitely could have made this, like, an 8-2 situation. Like, and then, of course, in the last shot that he takes, it hits him in the leg uh, right above his skate where they don't wear pads and he has to be assisted off the ice. And the whole like blue jacket, social media went insane because obviously like he's finally back. Everyone's been waiting. And then he seemingly gets hurt again. Thankfully he is okay. Apparently um, Jeff Savoda put out like a tweet that was like, He's okay. He's walking around like it was a precautionary measure. Yeah. Like everything's fine, because that's how like clingy we are to any like little bits of hope at this moment. I
0: think should be. What else is there, right? I mean, like what else is there? Nick Blankenberg coming back—that is exciting. That is like a big deal for this team right now.
1: Yes. And
0: and so he uh, he broke his foot on the or ankle or whatever the hell it was on the 10th of of, this, uh, of november so it was the first game oh so
1: it was finland. after yeah. finland okay
0: and so yeah he's been out for a solid two months and he comes back and and that's exciting and it's also exciting because you know the plan i think originally was to at least have him be able to play against detroit be able to play back up at home i think this will be the first time no is it
1: no, they didn't play in yeah, Detroit the last time
0: year. That they have played an NHL game in Detroit. So for both Kent and for uh, Nick Blankenberg, you know, obviously Kent is not from Michigan. He's, But, I mean, there's the tie to Ann Arbor, to that team up north. And Nick Blankenberg is from Michigan, is, uh, you know, obviously former captain of that team up north. And so, you know, for, for the two of them, it'll be a lot of fun to see them play in detroit and then of course both of them recognized at the ohio state michigan uh hockey game which ohio state whooped that ass holy but you know they were recognized for their big 10 championship for you know going to the frozen four last season so cool to see them get recognized in that way and cool that the jackets were able to like capture some of that for for the fans but
1: yeah i mean sparkly rings
0: I mean, oh yeah, no, they went all out for those for sure. And it's still so disappointing that that team didn't win a national championship. I really thought they were going to, but they're a lot of fun to watch. And that, if you, if you haven't gone to an NCAA hockey game at Yost, the Yost Ice Arena, I think that's what it's called. I Yost, it's called Yost. I know that. I just don't know what it's called after that, but it's a really cool place to see a see a hockey game, and it's cool because they've got a lot of like history to like NHL players who played at Michigan who are in uh, the NHL who have been in the NHL. So there's actually like a lot of blue like you'd be surprised by how many Blue Jackets are ironically enough played for Michigan, and so you see a lot of that. Some Jack Johnson, <laughs> some some everybody. So it's a Zach lot of,
1: fun. Karensky, of
0: course, yeah, Zach Karensky, Um, former Blue Jacket Tyler Mott was another is another player who played at Michigan. So it's just fun to see so it'll be cool to I'm excited to see that Laura I'll be live tweeting I'm sure from the subjectively speaking uh Twitter account tonight as the Jackets take on the Red Wings which should be an interesting game the Red Wings started the season like really hot but like have kind of cooled off since then and have kind of returned to reality so hopefully the Jackets are able to find a way to play a respectable game against the Red Wings but I to, I am not sure what to expect.
1: Yeah, I'm bummed because we were supposed to be having another subjectively speaking road trip and I was supposed to be meeting you in Detroit. Um, but sadly, I cannot come and I'm very sad about it. But you are getting an opportunity to like have a family hockey experience because a lot of your cousins and your aunts. Um, and your cousin's friends are going to the game. You're all going together, which is, I think, lovely. Um, and then you're also getting to see friend uh, of the show.
0: Yeah. I can't wait to see Sila.
1: So oh that's so God. exciting.
0: Because
1: our Finland queen is coming to the U.S. for she a is. little visit.
0: She is. Yeah, I'm so excited to see her. I will say, like, I am arguably more excited to see her than the, than the game. Like, and that's, like, not even really, like, I don't even feel bad making that statement. <laughs> like, I, oh, God, yeah. I'm excited for her to be able to see a Blue Jackets game in America. That'll be a lot of fun. And hopefully you're going to see her this On week, too.
1: Thursday, yeah. hopefully, um, at the Anaheim game. Mm-hmm. But, so, yeah, I'm bummed to be missing it, but I'm so excited for you. And, yeah, you, you have no excuse but to be running the Twitter account tonight because you're going to be physically there and i'm going to be at a toddler's birthday party so
0: (laughs) yeah i will be charging my phone to make sure that we're we're staying good um oh some breaking news as we're recording oh cole cylinder is a healthy scratch against the red wings
1: oh goodness have we have we finally decided that cole needs to view the game from a different perspective
0: all right some more breaking news Oh God! Uh huh. Eric Robinson in. back
1: in the lineup.
0: And Laura, in go fix your fantasy team. Boone Jenner is in the lineup tonight.
1: <gasps> Yay!
0: So, another reason to be excited. I just got a little bit more excited about going to this game. Boon Jenner will return to the lineup for the Jackets, and and so will Eric Robinson, which I'm uh, moderately a lot less excited about, but. <laughs> Cole cylinder, it looks like is being uh, swapped out there. In my head, for for uh, Eric, or for Boone Jenner, obviously you're talking about center for center there. But Eric Robinson comes in, uh, presumably.
1: Who else? I always see he'll, he'll join Olivier and.
0: Help me work through this. Help me work through my brain because I <laughs> have been not good. If two are going in.
1: And only one is coming out. Carson Meyer got injured.
0: Yeah, but Trey Fix, like, but who replaced Carson Meyer? Trey Fix, I thought you said he was a healthy scratch.
1: Oh, no. Ooh. I don't know. Amazing. So someone else has to have come out then, too. Who the fuck? <laughs> Do they have the projected lines hold or on. just yeah, the announcement that...
0: Let's go. Hold on, hold on. Wow, this is exciting. This never happens to us. We normally always finish recording and then this happens. So let's see. I
1: am so excited for Boone Jenner to be back out on the ice.
0: Oh, yeah, as we all should be. Let's see here. So Boone Jenner. Cole Cylinder and Gavin Bayre—they're come out as scratches.
1: I'm... Well, that just means we're not. we're not... Dressing seven defensemen like we did on Thursday. Oh. Yeah, we dressed seven defensemen on Thursday. Did
0: we go 11 and 7 Mm-hmm. Oh, well, then there's your answer. So I didn't know that. That's my bad. So yeah, that's, that's your answer. So love it. Anyway, that'll be fun. Then the Blue Jackets play the Rangers then on Monday. So that'll be the first of a back-to-back for the Jackets, which is uh, going to be quite
1: the journey. For them, Well um, oh, yeah, because it's they immediately play the Rangers, and then I have to go to they have to fly to Nashville for the December makeup game. Mm-hmm.
0: So we'll see, we'll see. It's a lot of Blue Jackets hockey over the course of the next few weeks, which is like probably like good or bad depending on who you are as a human, uh, <laughs> whether you're excited about that or not. But it'll be what it'll be. Laura, is there anything else on your radar before we wrap this one up?
1: Um, We are recording something special tomorrow. I'm not going to say what it is, but
0: it is special
1: and it's been in the works since like September, essentially. Um, And so we're very excited about that. So you'll hear more about that later this week. Um, And it's our birthday this week. Woo! We are, subjectively speaking, is turning two years old, which seems absolutely crazy. Um, so the next episode that you'll hear will, from, that's specifically from us, um, will be our birthday episode. So hopefully we can come up with something fun and exciting to do for that episode that isn't just a regular episode with cake. So... Because that was one of the options, and that's not what that won on our Twitter survey.
0: I'm not saying that we shouldn't still get a cake.
1: I mean, we can still get a cake, but... Thank God. should probably make it, like, slightly festive.
0: We can make that happen. But, all right, folks. Well, Laura, I don't have anything else other than the fact that, like I said, I will be the one live-tweeting tonight's game against Detroit, so, like, you all know that when I live-tweet, it's kind of unhinged, so... Laura, tell the good people where they can keep up with all of that tonight.
1: Yes, you can follow us on social media, on Twitter and Instagram at SubjectivelyPod. You can follow us on Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube at SubjectivelySpeaking. We have a really beautiful website if you want to check that out and get all the links to all the things that I am talking to you about, which is subjectivelyspeaking.com. And if you want to support your two favorite hockey podcasters and get some sweet merch in exchange, you can visit our merch site subjectivelymerch.com and lastly you can rate review and subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on uh, particularly if you're on apple Podcasts, scroll on down hit five stars it is our favorite number and again we don't know how the algorithm works we just know that like subscriptions reviews all that sort of stuff um, helps us get noticed in the hockey podcast charts and helps bring more people into this lovely little community of ours. And so, other than that, we just love and appreciate you so much. And hopefully you actually get to hear this part of the show this week. Because it definitely got cut off. I don't know of-
0: why. This is the weirdest thing. Producing, you know what? If we made 152 episodes without part of an episode getting cut out on accident, that's a win to me. So. <laughs> Uh, good, good efficiency there for us, but but yes, we're gonna we're gonna hop off of this one. I'm gonna edit this really quick, and then I'm gonna hit on the road, go over to the east side, and watch the Blue Jackets. Hopefully, take a win. But uh, hopefully, the next time we talk to y'all. We'll be able to talk to you about all the great Blue Dog experiences. We'll talk about a Boone Jenner return goal. We'll talk about, you know, Kent Johnson and Nick Blankhamer both having really excellent games in Detroit. And then hopefully, you know, whatever happens with the Rangers happens with the Rangers. But until then, we hope you take care of yourself, take care of one another, and we'll talk to you soon.
1: Bye.